what's going on hey hope you all are having a great week yeah um yeah so how was your week liana hmm my week's been pretty good um I we had started our life group a few weeks back at my church and basically life group is a way to get together in smaller groups and have Bible study or um just go over like what we learned from the sermon from the, from the past Sunday and so I've been a part of a women uh, Bible study and it's at my house. <laughs> oh wow, the first Bible study group in our house. Yeah, so I'm not in our house I, that we moved to. Yeah, so I'm not leading the Bible study, but. Uh, they had asked, like, the leaders had asked me, you know, um, can we do it at your house? And I was like, of course, you know, like, it's five minutes from the church, and we were just so happy to have our first Bible study, like, starting starting in our house every week um, for the next uh, six weeks. And so I was just really excited, and uh, it's a women's Bible study, so David has to kind of find something to do. <laughs> yeah, I have to stay busy. Yeah, so, like, one week he went, um, oh, yeah, so one week... The first week that we had it here, uh, the youth had like a uh, spring break, and so he went and go help uh, the sound for their like worship or whatever. And so they had their student night or whatever. So he helped out for that first week, and then this past week he went fishing. <laughs> didn't catch anything. He didn't. Oh my god! We, it was a, wasn't it a disaster? Tell them the story. Yeah. So. My my buddy, actually my buddy, my future brother-in-law and I went, um, we're like, oh, you know, our, our, our you know, Leanna and his fiance is going to be at this Bible study. We need to have some man time. We get out there. Um, by the way, we live in Corpus Christi, so uh, the fishing's pretty good down here, or so they say. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> no, but, no, that's according to pastor. Yeah. My, our pastor yeah. loves to go fishing, and apparently he catches fish every time he goes out not, to sting spot, me. Not but me. not David. <laughs> Can't catch anything. So we get out there, and um, my future brother-in-law is casting, casting the reel or whatever, and like on his first throw, <laughs> um, he ends up catching somebody's line out in the water. Like it got like, intertwined? Yeah, the hook got intertwined, like oh 10 gosh. feet from where we were standing. And so the water was, you know, pretty warm. But it was getting cold outside. And so we were like trying, I had my fishing pole and I was like smacking the line, trying to get it off as we were stretching over, trying not, trying not, trying not to fall in. It was a mess. And so finally, um, he had to take off his shoes and just jump in the water and like kind of wade in there and like did it by hand. Oh, poor thing. It was a mess. So and it wasn't so, too deep in the water. No, it, was, it wasn't too It deep. was closer to y'all. Yeah, but it was like a little cliff kind of. So you had to kind of jump down and then go get it. Ugh. Yeah. But I, he ended up catching one little fish and, and then he's like, I'm going to take a picture of the fish I caught. Oh my God. You need to tell him to send it to us. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. He was holding it in his hand, y'all. And then the fish literally jumped out of his hand right as he pulled his phone up. And he just pressed his phone and he got the picture. Of as him the jumping fish was out. leaving his hand. <laughs> he said, like, I got the picture. He's all excited. That was the only fish we caught. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so funny. Anyways, I forgot about that story yeah. until we were talking about our wheat. Yeah. Because every week, um, you know, when the ladies are here, David tries to, you know, stay busy or whatever. But I think next week he's probably going to be working on our house. We're still working on painting outside and stuff. So it's a work in progress, but it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we're working on painting the exterior of our house. And then and the other thing, the other thing that we... But we're not painting the brick. We're painting just like the underside. Yeah. The, 
Just like the wood part, you know. Yeah, the next thing is we have to kind of figure out paint colors for the outside, which is a big deal because it's the first thing that you see. And we're not going to repaint it if we, you know, don't like it. We're going to stick with it. Yep. So it's going to be something that we like. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's kind of how our week's been. And uh, yesterday was a good day. I mean, ugh, we had to go to the dentist, but... The good thing was they didn't find any cavities, because that was good news. That means, you know, we've been taking care of our teeth and brushing and maybe not flossing, but, you know, remember to floss. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after that, we were able to go to a coffee shop and got to work on our computers. And, you know, I had to, you know, work on a few things for the simple mission coming up. And it's going to be something new that's coming up. And I think by the time the episode airs, it's already out. So... I won't tell y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret, but yeah. it won't be for long. It won't be for long. And um, it was just nice that, you know, we're full-time entrepreneurs that we can just take our computers and work in a coffee shop for a few hours um, before David had to go and give a free quote for a, a potential new client for yeah. our landscaping business. So That's it's been, been, going, it's well been doing now. really well. I've been loving it so far. But That's good. Yeah, so I guess we'll go ahead and kind of share what we're going to be talking about today sure what are we going to be talking about today well today is a little bit different i think this is our first bible study this season we have done bible studies in the past so i'll be sure to link a few of them in the show notes below if you want more of bible studies you know audio version and uh, we, we have some blog posts on Bible studies as well. I was say, yeah, so we have I'll, some blog posts too. There's some uh, but people like Bible to listen to some so. other stuff. Okay, yeah. I know people like to listen, but it depends on what you like. You know, the blog posts that you can read, and also episodes that we've done on Bible study. But today's Bible study is all on James chapter three, and we are talking about the power of our words and the taming of our tongue. So this episode is going to be really fun, and I hope that you want to join in and read the Bible with us. Yeah, so um, you, you may start reading. Yeah, you can start reading, so we're and then we'll do James a little background. Chapter 3, verses 2 through 6, um, and it says this, For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into our mouths, into the mouths of horses, so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at ships also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. Wow. So yeah. we'll definitely, you know, digest it a little bit more if you maybe didn't catch a verse or a word or whatever, but we didn't go back into it. But um, before we go into the session, let's talk a little bit about what, you know, the book of James about. Um, it was written by the half-brother of Jesus Christ. And um, he knows that his, his book is really famous for kind of doing almost like a brief summary of what Jesus talked about on the Sermon of the Mount. So he had a lot of points on there that almost covered, I don't know if it almost covered or it covered it all on what Jesus talked about on the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 and 6. Oh, wow. And so, you know, the words that we speak to, like, Jesus does bring that up in, you know, in the Sermon of the Mount. So this is pretty cool. It's an interesting layout, and it's only uh, five chapters uh, of James, but... 
it's very deep and it's, there's so much that you can learn in this book. And yeah. So, and by the way, whenever we refer to James, uh, some of you are thinking, oh, like he was he was a part of twelve disciples. He actually wasn't. Um, so he's his time, his ministry really started after the resurrection, and then Paul was really influenced or influential on James, and so. Um, you know, so that's kind of where he comes into play. And so Leanna and I were talking about it. We're like, well, I wonder why, you know, he started when he did. Like, he was around whenever Jesus was around. And so we thought, oh, it's interesting because, you know, I think the only, well, not even the only, but, um, you know, they they say that Jesus had many, many brothers, probably brothers and sisters. And yet, you know, you don't, you don't really hear a whole lot of them. Um, but this is kind of one of the times where, you know, where this, this character, this character, this individual of <laughs> this character is a real person <laughs> where this individual is, you know, um, writing on, uh, on Jesus's ministry. And he's a part of, you know, he's, he's one of Jesus's siblings. Um, so, which is really interesting, um, you know, because Lena was, you know, telling me that I'm like, well, like why, you know, like, f- like for me, like I've got, I've got five siblings or four siblings. Four siblings. And it's like, hey, like, we all get along so well. It's like we all want to be a, a part of each other's lives. Like, But then we think back to Joseph his, Joseph's time where, you know, Joseph was, you know, the youngest out of his 11 mm-hmm. brothers. And he was, like, hated on, you know, and no, nobody wanted to, anything to do with him until well, he... Well, because that was Jacob's favorite son. Jacob, their father, like, yeah. he literally said... And he, I don't know if he said it out loud, but he really favored Joseph out of all of them because he was a young dad. Yeah. And so, you know, there might have been some sibling rivalry at this time, you know, but I never really thought about that until we were talking about it now. Yeah, we're like, so well, was, who is this James? Is yeah, because I was reading this in a book somewhere and I cannot remember, but they brought that up like, well, how come Jesus' brothers and sisters never mentioned other than James? Like, we don't know what happened with his relationship with them. We don't know if they were ever saved. Or followed him, you know, like behind the scenes. The Bible doesn't talk about every single thing that Jesus did. It only, um, you know, it only goes over the last three years of Jesus' life, if you think about it. Or like that one little snippet of of him being 12 years old and and then when he was born. That's it. That's all we know of Jesus. And so we don't know what his relationship with his siblings were like at all. We don't know if they loved him or they hated him or they kind of saw him indifferent. Or something, and so anyway, we just wanted to kind of share that background before yeah, we so got that's into who James, that. That's who this James is. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. so let's start with verse two. So let me reread verse two before you go into that. So verse two said, "For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body." So that's what verse two is. Wow. That's very powerful. Um, you know, I like how James writes, like, hey, just so you know, like, we're all not perfect. We're all humans. Yeah. We all stumble. So he's kind of getting us prepared for what he's about to say, mm-hmm. you know, w- with with the tongue. Because, like, you know, whenever, you, if, you, if he didn't state that from the beginning, I feel like this passage would be very, very tough and very hard to read and hard to listen to because it's very direct. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's kind of discouraging in almost in a ways, but it's 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 enlightening because it's like, oh wow, I didn't realize that that was so that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 a little discouraging, but it's enlightening at the same time. 
Well, it's almost like it takes the pressure a little bit off of you of trying to be perfect. Because if you think about it, it's almost like an, an ironic verse that he wrote down. Because he's saying that, you know, if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. Well, have you seen a perfect man or woman around you ever? Yeah, that irony. It's, that, it's kind of ironic because it almost reminds you to take the pressure off of yourself of trying to be perfect but we are called to be holy and righteous like like jesus and the only way we can do that is through the holy spirit working in us we can't do it by ourselves and if we do it by ourselves we're going to fail each time and we're going to feel disappointed and be negative towards ourselves which is which is what the enemy enemy wants he wants for us to be down our on ourselves and not living out the purpose that we're called to live yeah so wow. that all kind of ties into that of like, well, if anyone does not stumble in what he says, then he's a perfect man. But yeah. it's almost like a, I don't know what the word is. It's not just ironic. It's another word for it of like, well, it's not true. It's not a true statement. No one's perfect other than Jesus. Yeah, I know there's a, there's a word for that, but I'm not sure what it is. So English. I don't know either. English. All English people, <laughs> help us out. Anyways, yeah. So maybe verse, it, maybe it is irony. So. Maybe maybe it is. I feel like yeah, it's something close to that. So that's verse two. Verse two kind of opens it up um, to say, hey, you know, like we're all we're all not perfect, so don't feel like you need to try to be because you know if we were all trying to be perfect, we would all just keep our mouths shut and just walk around in silence and just keep our mouth. Nobody would get zip. offended. Yeah. Or never type anything on the internet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so verse 3 and 4 is is kind of shifts the passage a little bit, shifts our thinking. It kind of um, explains a little bit about what is coming up next. So he's trying to set all this stuff up yes. by using examples of the of our world that we can understand. Or at the world at, at its time, because at obviously time. we don't ride horses anymore to get to our destination. We use our cars and our GPS. <laughs> but the point yeah. the point is like the way to ride a horse if you know a little bit about horses is that you have this little bit that's inside of their mouth and that's the way to guide them to where you want to go and that's what james is trying to bring up as an example for people the original audience at the time to understand oh wow like my tongue is like the bit on the horse i can control it it's you can control your tongue. It doesn't have. It doesn't have to control you. And so I feel like you know a horse. Like imagine a horse trying to control you. Like that's not. That's weird. Like a horse putting bits in your mouth and trying to ride on you to go where he wants to go. Yeah. No, that's not true. Like we are called to control our tongue. It's just like the way we control the horse and where we want to go. Um, but it's obviously it's kind of hard to understand if we've never seen a horse or ridden a horse. I've never ridden a horse, but, um, I've seen it before. I've seen people riding it and I'm like, oh yeah, have your fun. I'm, I'm kind of scared of falling off a horse. Um, and then the second example is the rudder of the ship. And, um, yeah, so I feel like we all can kind of understand that a little bit because either we've been on a boat or we've seen a lot of you know, shipped in, uh, what do you call those, um, the one with all the containers in it? Oh, yeah, the, uh, container ships. Oh, the whole... <laughs> yeah, you almost had it, know, right? I didn't even know the name. The container ships and all of that, those are, like, humongous ships, and even, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this. Yeah, and they're Airpl- very heavy, too. Airplanes. <gasps> Airplanes have, oh, it's yeah. not, I don't know if it's called a rudder. No, yeah, it, it is called a rudder. Uh, 
Um, no, it's the same thing. It's called the rudder. Well, you know what I'm talking about. It's like that tail end where that's it, the rudder where you can turn. And then also, turn. and no, no, the way you turn is those two uh, rudders on the wings. Where too. you turn left and right. Yeah, so those small little pieces. Like if you're ever on an airplane, look out the window. Those small little pieces on the very bottom of the well, the very back part of the wing, they actually control the whole plane. They control the whole plane. The plane. The plane. And I just now thought of that. Like that's a more modern example of like, like something that massive is being controlled by something that the pilot chooses to like move with his finger. Yeah, basically. There's no one like outside doing like, oh hey, he wants to go left. Let's pull it up. Yeah, let's pull it up. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so basically James is using these as an example of, you know, how we're using our tongue. Like, are we controlling it? Are we in control of it? And are we using it for good or for bad? And that's what he'll get into in the next session. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Those are some really good examples. Um, yeah. So I guess we can kind of move on into, um, verses, uh, five through eight. If you want to, would you like to read these? Okay, I'll read this time. Okay. So verse 5. So also the ton is a small member, and yet it boasts of great thing. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the ton is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The ton is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the, the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Wow. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tame and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Wow. Um, Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it's like crazy because it really, it really speaks to, you know, like what we're trying to talk about. You know, like, it's, it's awesome because... You know, this is what the this is what this episode, this is what this Bible study is all about. Yeah, is is these next you know, um, I guess seven verses or so as we go through twelve. This is where the heart. This is where the meat of the the meat of the content is. Right. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It is. Okay. So we all know the tongue is a very small part of our body. I don't know. I think you can look at look up the percentage of the mass of your tongue versus the mass of your whole body. I really don't even know what that is. I'm pretty sure it's pretty small. Um. It's almost compared to kind of like a rudder on an airplane or a rudder on a big, massive shipping container ship thing. You know what I mean? It's a very small part, but it's the most essential part because of the fact is, is that, you know, if you're ever riding on a plane, the pilot needs to turn left. He pushes a button or turns it manually and the plane rudder will do the work. It'll steer the plane to the left or the right. And honestly, that steering can cause trajectory uh, promises or curses, you know? Like, what if he needs to steer away from a storm? Or what if he needs to steer away from a mountain, I guess, I guess, or something else? Or if you're on a boat, like, maybe there's, like, a shallow part and you're trying to avoid it. Yeah. And so this is kind of, like, how our tongue can be. Yeah. And our tongue, you know, the... Verse 5 says, yet it boasts of great things. Like, hey, like your tongue can do great things. Your tongue can do amazing things. This podcast, that why we're talking right now, like we hope that we're doing great things with our tongues. This is all about speaking. It's all about, you know, it's all about our tongue. Really, this whole podcast is, any podcast, like you're hearing their voices and they're influencing you. <clears throat> and your voice can influence 
for the better or for the worse. Yeah, and the thing about boasting is, I feel like there's two ways of boasting. One way is like you can boast as you're boasting into the Lord. Like that's what Paul said in First Corinthians or Second Corinthians. But there's the other side of boasting where it's all about yourself. Yeah, you know, boasting, it's a yeah. symptom of pride, and it can be similar to a uh, flattery and jealousy because you know if you're boasting of yourself and then um if you're not boasting of anything then you're gonna get jealous you know if, if it's only for yourself if you're boasting it brings glory to yourself you're boasting with your tongue to you know shine the spotlight on you instead of like on someone else or on god himself and so and yeah. this is considered like evil you know it said you know it's, you can set on fire by hell through your tongue yeah wow and so i feel like it's so hard to kind of understand of you know how can you set on horse of your tongue on fire like how how do you do that through your tongue like i feel like there's one side of the fire thing is that you know fire is not a bad thing right wow it can it can be fire can keep you warm and in the bible fire represents the presence of god in the old testament a lot of times you know and so it can actually represent good and bad yeah but but if you think about it, what i'm saying is fire can be good because you're containing it yes it can be contained yeah, yeah. and it can keep and you warm and it, if and you're it, controlling the fire and you're containing the fire you know it can keep you warm it can put food yeah. and all the things but then if it gets out of hand then it can set a blaze like around you and that's the point of um the next session that we're going to get into but you know the next session brings up like you can destroy uh yourself and like your peep the people around you you yeah. know by setting the fire and not containing it in a way yeah that's good and so, you know, kind of like how Lena was talking about the whole airplane thing is that, you know, the fire can be, you know, if it gets out of hand, it can alter and change um, the course of life. You know, it can change your life. It can change the people who you're around, who you're speaking to, who you're influencing. It can change their life, too. You know, and so um, this is a beautiful picture and a, I guess, a self-aware picture of, hey, look, your tongue is very important. We all need to be a little bit better and we need to practice speaking better and, you know, typing better and, you know, listening better so that we can have better things to say, more, more, uh, more wisdom can flow, you know, from our tongues and in our hearts. Um, and a lot of this has to go back to, you know, I, I know sometimes like our tongues can run wild, but you know, what's truly in your heart, you know, and, and I know that, that there's a verse out there. It says like, uh, you know, from out of, you know, the tongue, the, the, the heart speaks. Oh yeah. Uh, from out of your heart, the mouth speaks. From out of your mouth, the heart speaks. Yeah. So which is your tongue? No, oh, sorry. From out of your tongue. Out of your heart. From out of your the heart. Mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, and Jesus said that as well. Jesus said that. And so that's a beautiful image, too, because it kind of co correlates with this. Um, <laughs> out of your tongue. Out of your tongue, yeah. It correlates with your tongue. Gosh, you know, and like all this other stuff. 
Okay. Um, so Do you have anything else to add on this one? Okay, so uh, on the next page, honey. So we're going to go over Matthew chapter 15, 18 through 19. Um, and this is Jesus talking um, to, uh, I think, the Pharisees when they were like, oh, you know, people eating the certain food, it, it's defiling their body, it's defilement, whatever. But then Jesus was like, uh-uh, that's not true. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thought, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. And so the whole point of all of this is to realize, like, yeah, we need to control our tongue, but we also need to know what's going on in our heart. Because, like what David just said, from out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And it's so true. <laughs> I know she was trying to figure out what that verse was. Um, but it's so true because, um, you know, if we're not spending the time in the Word, if we're not... Not not just in church, but we're not but if we're not really in church, like in worship and just really taking in the meat of the sermon for that week and don't allow yourself to only go to church and to be to be with with God and only one day a week. Like we need him every day of the week. We need to get into his word and read the the Bible and learn more of him and what and how to be more holy like him and that the only way we can do that is to spend time with him every day even if it's just a few minutes a day like you know those few minutes a day is going to grow more because you're going to desire to be with him more it's, it's all about a relationship with him and it all it's all about you know allowing him into your heart and change you from the inside out and so that's what I've been learning in my Bible study with the women, uh, we've been learning about discerning the voice of God and um, and the role of the Holy Spirit being the third person of the Trinity. And he has such a strong influence because we're able to have access to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. And so it's so funny how the Holy Spirit can reveal what we've been saying. He can reveal, oh, uh, you shouldn't say this. And he'll give you conviction of, oh, you shouldn't say this, or you should say this. Um, and so, anyway, from all of this is, you know, what Jesus was saying, you know, what comes out of your mouth is coming from your heart. So, where's your heart is right now? Yeah. Th- that's a question maybe you need to ask yourself. Like, where's your heart right now? Is, is your heart hurting, or is your heart angry, or is your heart, you know, content and, and at peace, you know? Yeah. I feel like when people are at peace, and they're cont- content with you know, where they're at in life, where God has placed them, they're not going to be saying ugly things. And even if they do say something bad once in a while, I mean, we're all sinful. Like, we're all done and messed up. But the point is, if someone is continually lashing out and angry and bitter and spreading rumors, all these things, like, that's a reflection of their own heart. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's really important to remember uh, before we move on. Yeah, that's good. So um, verses 9 through 12, this is the last <laughs> um, couple of verses that, that we're going to study on uh, when it comes to this chapter. The rest of the chapter is kind of, it's, it's a change of topic, kind of a change of subject. But this is kind of, you know, this is obviously the meat of what we want to talk about mm-hmm. today. And James writes this and wraps this up beautifully. And he said that, verse 9 says, With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people 
With it meaning your tongue. Or tongue, yeah. Yeah, it is refers to as the tongue. So, um, okay, where am I? Who are made in the <laughs> likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Wow. I hope um, this is like easier to understand. I know at the time, you know, people are... They understand what a spring is. They understand what a fish tree is and a grapevine and stuff because they were around it all the time. That was their way of Get providing for themselves and for their own food and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But, you know, the whole point of in the beginning, you know, in verse 9 and, and uh, 10. ten, the verse 9 and 10, he was talking about how, but how can we bless the Lord and we still curse people yeah. with our same mouth. That's you know, crazy. And it's like, and that's why you said, you know, from the same mouth is coming blessing and cursing. Like, my brother, these things should not be. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like confusing. It's like, oh, how can you, you know, pray the Lord with your tongue? And how can you praise him? And then you go and you you curse your brother or you talk bad about somebody behind their back. Or you, it's just crazy. It all comes down to your heart. Yeah. The, like, the point is, like, you, t- the what he's saying is you cannot like like you cannot bless people and God and still hurt people. Like that means your blessing is not true genuine. Blessing. It's not true. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, if your heart is hardened or your heart is in another place or you have unforgiveness or something like that, you know, that needs to be taken care of first before you can continue to try to bring forth uh, you know, wisdom and blessing on other people. And so, you know, um, I feel like that this is powerful and it also states like I guess how can we say it like in in today's terms oh I I have I have a I have kind of a crazy example let's just say that you went to the Apple store right or oh you my don't gosh. go to the Apple store people don't go to the Apple store nowadays you go get a new phone you want an Apple so bad right you want all Apple products you're like an Apple you know person or whatever you know you believe in Apple and you go get their phone and it's an apple on the case. It's an apple on the cover. And it has apple on the back. And it has apple screen. And, you know, it doesn't have any touch buttons. And it's all cool and slick. You turn it on. And it's an Android on the screen. Inside of it. Inside of it. What would y'all do? I would freak out. I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's like hacked. And, you know, all this other stuff. Man, what a crazy prank that would be. But that's kind of in relation to... Well, I just thought of another example with way more, way less, like, crazy than what you said. I was thinking, like... that's an example. I was thinking of, like, a a test ship bottle and, like, you know, but there's mustard coming out. It's painted red, yeah. It's painted... Well, not painted red. It's actually, like, a test ship bottle, but someone put, like, mustard in it. Oh, that's awful, And it's, like, on the outside, it's, like, oh, it's test ship. And, you know, you put a whole dollop out. It's, like, mustard. It's, like, you hate mustard. Ooh. That's what I was thinking of, like something less crazy than what you just said. Yeah, so that's kind of how it would be like, you know, and, and that's how that's how our tongues can sometimes be, you know. Um, you know, our tongues can be like, oh, like, oh, this is an Apple product or, oh, this is a ketchup bottle. And you open it up and you squeeze it out and it's mustard or it's like an Android on the inside. You know what I mean? 
And so that's kind of, I think, more of a 2022 uh, analogy that that we can all say, but we can relate that to our tongues, you know, and and we can relate that to our hearts, really. And I feel like this passage has a lot to do more with our hearts than really our tongues, um, because that's where it really all comes from. Well, if you think about it, our heart and our spirit is the source of life in us. In a way. And that source of life is from God. He gave us the gift of life in us. And so what comes out of that life or out of our hearts, you know, that's the fresh water or the salt water. Yeah. We can't have both. And so, you know, if you're pouring out fresh water to bless people and to encourage them and uplift them and to use your words for good and to glorify God, then that's your fresh water, you know? That's good. But with salt water, I mean, I can't even think of what it can represent. It can represent many things. You know, if you're being malicious or you're um, being bitter towards somebody or you're um, hurting somebody or you're spreading rumors or you're online and, like, sharing horrible things or you have a troll account and you're you're putting in ugly comments towards people that don't even deserve it like nobody deserves those comments and so yeah um it's just you know that's like salt water and no one likes salt water salt water at all it burns your skin yeah it burns your skin and burns your throat but it's healing it has healing purposes too yeah so there's that too so salt water can be good but what do you what would you prefer fresh water or salt water fresh water exactly here's another funny story that has to relate to this exactly and i can't believe i just thought this until now what is it so growing up we were homeschooled right i was homeschooled from basically pre-k to eighth grade i was probably 10 or 11 or you know 12 years old i had a really close friend of mine he was a little older you know he was a very smart kid very very brilliant man or boy at the time he's a man now but you know um anyways he loved milk he loved oh a fresh glass of milk i know there was some times where you know you know he was very smart my mom would him would talk and we'd all talk together and he would kind of get into a debate and he would like you know he was being a little smart palate sometimes, sometimes yeah and so my mom he knew he liked milk a fresh glass of cold oh my milk God. my mom he's like Please oh like can i have a can i have a glass of milk and she was like oh sure and so she had some old not old but she had some buttermilk that she had not used oh my gosh she poured him a full glass of buttermilk and put it on the table he's like oh thank you so much y'all he took a swig of it and his face, like, just changed. And he spit it out everywhere. It went all over Didn't the place. Didn't it go, like, out of his nose, too? Went out of his nose. And he was, like, coughing and gagging. He had to go to the bathroom. And he was, like, hacking up stuff. It was so funny. <laughs> and my mom was just laughing. <laughs> and I was just cracking up laughing. He was crying and stuff. This poor guy. Anyways... But that is exactly what this is describing to you. So basically, this story. please this, don't this, drink buttermilk. Or yeah, don't, don't pour out buttermilk. <laughs> yeah, don't drink it. But it looks like milk. But it tastes horrible. Good yeah, for that, cooking, that but is, it tastes terrible. That is a good example because, like, we could look dead on the outside, but... You know, if our hearts are bad, if we're online and, you know, closing our doors and, you know, being a troll and, um, you know, you know, just testing people, gossiping and stuff, like, then we're not good. We're like buttermilk. Yeah. And on the outside, we're milk. Yeah, that's true. So. But it looks um, like we had a lot more to say, but we may have to end up doing a part two. 
yeah, I think we're probably going to do a part two with this one, you guys, because uh, we want to talk more about this. But I felt that we had to have a good base about the verses and, you know, talking about the verses and what they mean to us and what they meant at the time of writing and the author and all this other stuff of this chapter. So this book. And so uh, we hope that that you all have enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Anything and- else you want to say? Yeah, so I think part two is going to be more about what are the good things that we can say and what are the bad things that we're saying. You know, because I yeah. feel like we can say, oh, you know, don't speak bad things, don't don't gossip and stuff like that. But I feel like we, we don't really know like what those categories are or what or maybe there's something that's surprising to you of like, you know, gossiping and stuff and like, oh, I didn't know that was bad and stuff. So we're going to yeah. definitely share a lot more into that because Aren't I feel it? like that's important. And too. also to the effects of speaking good words and positivity and life into somebody versus the effects of somebody speaking negative and, you know, uh, putting their life down. or death. And so, but we're going to talk about the effects and about the words, about different types of words, you know, and stuff like that. too. In part well. two. In part two, so uh, we'll see. We hope you you enjoy the Bible study. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the Bible study. We've really enjoyed it, so we'll see you guys later. Okay, bye.